0: listen those are the drums of Liberty those drums beat for the vindication of a long and tired story that never was true let's talk about it on this Liberty minute welcome to the theory to action podcast where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Liberty Minute. So after two special counsels, several Inspector General reports... Six years later, two manipulated elections, the country has finally gotten somewhat closer to the truth of the partisan FBI's Russia collusion probe of of the 2016 Donald Trump campaign. Boy, it has taken forever to get to the truth anymore. Especially anything coming out of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Jeez. I mean, six years to get to the bottom of the truth. Man, oh, man. Regardless, the 306-page Durham report was finally released this past Monday afternoon. Now, get this. It has 1,753 footnotes. (laughs) Yes. 1,753 footnotes. Now we won't bore you with all those footnotes, the details as such, but let's just say it was a very thorough report. It gives us a much better picture to the very partisan FBI, especially under former director, James Comey and deputy Andrew McCabe. Now the upshot of all this is ironically, It was not, not the Trump connection with Russia, but it was substantiated that there was a Clinton connection with Russia. Imagine that, except that the FBI did not want to investigate Hillary because they thought she was going to be the next president of the United States. And yet no one in the media or the ruling class wants to talk about it. So let's go to the Washington examiner for this actual reporting. I thought it was a fair article of what had transpired and I'm actually going to link to their uh, whole page. They have, they've done a pretty good job reporting and they have a variety of perspectives on this four or five different articles. This particular article comes to us from Jerry Dunleavy, the justice department reporter over at the examiner. He's done some pretty good work and this is some good writing. So, Going to the article. No proper basis to launch crossfire hurricane. Durham reported the launch of the Trump -Trump Russia investigation was deeply flawed and that an objective and honest assessment of the evidence should have caused the FBI to question not only the predication for crossfire hurricane, but also to reflect on whether the FBI was being manipulated for political or other purposes. But unfortunately, it did not. Skipping down to the next big takeaway. Hillary Clinton connections. Durham's report reached a number of conclusions about Clinton and her 2016 campaign. The special counsel detailed how differently the FBI handled similar Clinton-related controversies that could affect the election but that were all treated with, quote, caution by the FBI. The speed and manner in which the FBI opened an investigated crossfire hurricane during the presidential election season based on a raw, unanalyzed and uncooperated intelligence also reflected a noticeable departure from how it approached prior matters involving possible attempted foreign election interference plans aimed at the Clinton campaign, Durham wrote. In one instance, according to the FBI, or according to their report, the FBI headquarters and Justice Department officials required defensive briefings to be provided to Clinton and other officials or candidates who appeared to be the targets of foreign interference, end of quote. Skipping down a little bit further, the dossier and Russian disinformation. Durham said within days of their receipt, The unvetted and unverified Steele reports were used to support probable cause in the FBI's FISA applications targeting former Trump campaign associate Carter Page. The special counsel noted this was done at a time when the FBI knew the same information Steele had provided the FBI had also been fed to the media and others, end quote. Let's stop here real quick. Now, keep in mind the FISA applications they're speaking of, that's going to a FISA court with a special security judge. So what are the FISA court judges going to do in the future now? In the past, they've almost rubber-stamped all these applications coming from the executive branch. But now they know they were essentially lied to, especially lied to their faces repeatedly by the FBI. I don't know what you think about judges, but I know they don't like to be lied to, especially to their faces. So this is going to have some ramifications. We're going to have to watch closely. Going back to the examiner article. No collusion. Durham's report assessed neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed actual any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the crossfire hurricane investigation. And the FBI then discounted and willfully ignored material information that did not support the narrative of a collusive relationship between Trump and Russia. Skipping down further, no further further crimes charged. Durham has obtained one guilty plea during the investigation from FBI ex-lawyer, Kevin Kleinsmith, can Clinesmith's one guilty plea of falsifying a document during the Bureau's efforts to renew a FISA surveillance against Carter Page. Durham had brought charges against Sussman and Dushenko, but was unsex, unsuccessful with both at trial. The special counsel did not charge anyone else in this new report. Okay. So there you go. Now, Again, going back to the top of the article, though, the 306 page report, which Durham described as sobering, cast doubt on the idea that the FBI should have ever even begun its crossfire hurricane investigation and concluded the former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's campaign played an outsized role in pushing such collusion claims to the media and to the FBI, among numerous other bombshell revelations. Hillary Clinton plays the, played an outsized role in this whole sordid affair. Now, something else, the FBI briefed then-President Obama and then-Vice President Joe Biden as well, and this smells rotten. This whole thing smells rotten. We're finally getting to the core of the corruption. Now, I know we talked about the death of cable news some time ago, but I want to give a shout out, a shout out to some of the guys at the new media In the new media. I mean the guys, especially Patrick bet David and the folks at value tainment. These guys are doing great interviews. They have a wonderful interview with Tulsi Gabbard, the former Democrat who ran uh, for president in 2016. Her whole campaign essentially was to stay out of foreign wars Um, She was essentially booted out of that 2016 campaign quicker than anything. Uh, And I think she soon realized the whole party, the whole Democratic Party now is corrupt over there. But, But Patrick does a great job of asking wonderful questions and then shutting up and allowing his guests to respond with full paragraph answers. Not like cable news where they interrupt you in seven seconds and say we have to get to an advertiser. But we know that. Uh, we know the death of cable news is happening as we speak. But he uh, Patrick is bringing on a whole slew of great guests. And this is a fascinating interview with Tulsi. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. But getting back to the Durham report the two most important questions that remained for me is did president Obama authorize all of this? He was the president. He was briefed. What did he know? And when did he know it? What did vice president Biden do after this briefing? Because Biden has his own corruption issues with all kinds of things. He was probably corrupt on this issue too. Now I'm going to make a prediction. The Obama presidency needs a thorough thorough review and there should be and will be historians who are going to go through all of this with a fine-tooth comb now the Biden administration already has crosshairs on a huge amounts of corruption from the House Oversight Committee that they're investigating but we need to go back we need to go back to the Obama administration because that is when all of these Biden shenanigans started when he was vice president how far back does it go and how deep does it go? We need to get to the bottom of this. Those are even more real questions. Holy smokes. Holy smokes is right. This is worse than Watergate. Yet the mainstream media, they just dismissed the whole thing for the whole week. This past week. Just dismissed it. So this brings us to an ode apology. If there was somebody, anybody... Who could have seen, or more importantly, should have seen all of this from outside the White House. It would be a person who's reported in Washington, D.C. for a long time. It would be a person who has impeccable credentials as a reporter, who has covered many presidents, who would be in, in an instant be able to separate fact from fiction who's seen all this stuff before. They would have, in fact, probably won one or two Pulitzer Prizes. They would have authored many books, not just, you know, newspaper column after newspaper column. They would have written the long format books. They would have built up trust and integrity and have character. They would be a dogged reporter who first broke the secrecy and the intimacy between media and the Washington scuttlebutt. They would have the inside information. That person would have all the makings of the professional's professional. There is only one person who has that deep of a biography that I can think of. And what does he say? Well, let's go to his book. The second of a trilogy on the presidency of Donald J. Trump. For nearly 50 years, I have written about nine presidents from Nixon to Trump. 20% of the 45 U.S. presidents. A president must be willing to share the worst with the people, the bad news with the good. All presidents have a large obligation to inform, warn, protect, and to define goals in the true national interest. It should be a truth-telling response to the world, especially in crisis. Trump has instead enshrined Personal impulse as a governing principle of his presidency. When his performance as president is taken in its entirety, I can only reach one conclusion Trump is the wrong man for the job. And that quote comes to us from the longtime Washington, D.C. reporter at the Washington Post, Bob. Woodward comes to us from his book Rage, written in 2020, page 390 out of 452 in the Kindle book. If you're checking, this is the second book of the trilogy that Woodward has written on the former president. Fear was the first book written in 2018. Rage, the second book we just quoted from, written, like I said, in 2020. Imperil is the last book written in 2021. Just essentially covers the last days of the Trump administration and the start of the Biden corruption syndicate. So Woodward has all the credentials. He has all the history. As he said, for 50 years, he's written about nine presidents from Nixon to Trump, 20% of the 45 U.S. presidents with all that experience and hubris. Bob Woodward could not sniff out that all of this was a fraud. He couldn't see the forest from the trees. He couldn't have known that Hillary was lying. And all of this was one big lie. Her projection of what she was doing with Russia and projects it on what she thinks Trump is doing with Russia. Bob couldn't have the intellectual honesty to not write a book to just slam a Republican president. Of all the people who owe the American people an apology, and most importantly, owe Donald Trump an excessive apology, it is Bob Woodward. He missed it. He missed the biggest story in the last 50 years. I would dare say this story is bigger than Watergate, which made Bob Woodward famous. And to take this even to another higher degree, Bob Woodward is the executive director Executive editor for the Washington Post, a Washington Post that in 2018 won a Pulitzer for, get this, here's the quote from the Pulitzer Prize for deeply sourced, relentlessly reported coverage and the public interest that dramatically furthered the nation's understanding of Russian com- interference in the 2016 presidential election and its connections to the Trump campaign the president-elect's transition team, and his eventful administration. Imagine that. How ironic. As the singer Alanis Morissette sings, how ironic, don't you think? The whole thing was a fraud. It's all bunk now. So to take Woodward's last line of his book, Rage, against Donald Trump, quote, when his performance as president is taken in its entirety, I can only reach one conclusion. Trump is the wrong man for the job, end quote. The American people will record for history's sake that Bob Woodward did not follow the truth. He didn't see the real story when it was right in front of him. He didn't smell or even taste what dogged reporters for the truth always crave which is the truth. Bob Woodward had the truth right in front of him and he missed it big time. He was so close, Bobby, you were so close. What happened? Let the historical record be written. Despite all the ink spilled by Mr. Woodward over three books that he wasn't even close to the truth. Now, Lee Smith in his book, the plot against the president, which was much closer to the truth. Now, there is a great book with great reporting following a story that seeks the ultimate truth, the plot against the president, the true story of how Congressman Devin Nunes uncovered the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. That is a great book. That tells you, that tells the reader the actual truth. Here's a question. Did Bob Woodward talk to Congressman Nunes? Well, well. Hmm. That is a Liberty Minute for another day. So in today's Liberty Minute, we applaud John Durham for seeking the truth where it led, for writing the most honest and thorough report he could, as of right now, for giving the American people a chance to save the republic if they can. Because it all starts with knowing the truth, getting to the bottom of the truth. And it took us six years to get to the bottom of the truth. Much too long. And what's what's the litany again? Six years, two special counsels, several inspector general reports, two manipulated question, uh, elections, the 2016 and 2020 election. But finally, we are much closer to the truth. And as for Bob Woodward, we will be waiting on that apology to the former president, And we will be waiting for the Washington Post to return that 2018 Pulitzer. But we won't be. We won't be holding our breath. Let us all keep seeking and demanding the truth. Because our country desperately needs it.